Hello once again, and welcome to Ring Crew Radio. I am the author of all things professional wrestling, PJ Stackpole, alongside the infamous Nikki Kayfabe. And coming off the top rope, as always, is the high flyer, Frank Cliff. We are episode 44. It's Wednesday night here. We're hoping you're getting through your week. Francis, you work today. And you acted as though, my God, this guy puts in a fucking day's work and he acts like he's a hero. Look I'm sorry, that. says the guy who gets home before fucking the, the fucking McDonald's breakfast menu doesn't come off the air. What time did you wake up today? I woke up at 9 a.m. Actually, no, I'm sorry, today I woke up I at 8 a.m. Oh, good, good, you're a fucking hero. Oh, I'm sorry, because you wake up at 6 a.m. and makes you a better person than me. I forgot. That's how the well, world operates. I don't operates. complain about being exhausted all the time. Oh, eat shit. <laughs> eat shit. Oh, it's such a stressful day teaching the youth. When did I? When have I ever said that? I'm exhausted on a day. I, you're a whole... You're, you're, you're a, a fucking human sloth. I don't want to hear a word out disgusting. of you. disgusting. Gentlemen, ma- let's not get My picky. mailbox is still fucking empty. <laughs> you said not to get you anything after... It's okay. I under Nick. I under that. It put into perspective our relationship. I'm good enough for you to come and eat the fucking food. <laughs> At least I didn't eat the food. I'm and not mango. a scumbag. Now you make me feel bad again. Good. You should feel bad. You should. Stop it. He's gonna go for counseling, and then we're gonna have to get fucking paid for it. No. No. I'm Absolutely done. I'm done. not. I'm done, baby. Nicky K. Fave. It's time to grow up and be men. Gentlemen, let's talk about. How it is outside right now. Because I woke up this morning. I get out there. That fucking sun is beating on me. It's fucking... As soon as I walk outside, I'm sweating, Joe. He sounds like... I was just about to say. He sounds like Joe. As soon as he steps outside. Let me tell you something. It's a rare occasion. At 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I look down. I was outside smoking a cigarette, catching some rays. I look down. I'm like, you know what? It's that time of year. It's sacked, stuck to your fucking leg. Hot outside. And I hate it this time of year. I love it. I love the heat. I'm not a cold guy. I can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. But this motherfucking heat, when it sneaks up on you like this and you're not prepared, it's horrible. I'd rather every day be like this than be cold another day. And that's interesting. I thought you would I'm hate done. the sun. I'm done being cold. I'm this done. was one of the worst winters ever here in the It was one of the worst ever. It was cold every single day. Yeah, it was tough. It's still cold in the morning. No, it's not. I don't know. It's been cold for me. Well, again, I'm up before the sun's up. I'm like, you two fucking degenerates. Oh, oh, congrats. Go fucking cockadoo at the goddamn sun rising. <laughs> Early Who bird gets gives the a worm, shit? baby. What, what the- worm? What is the worm? I never understood the expression. I don't get it. What is it? The birds fucking all flock together? It means and that you're waking up and seizing the day. Oh, diem, Seizing the day. Not waking up I forgot. with a fucking crust in your eye. At 12 fucking p.m. Because you wake up at 600 like a Marine, you use their quotes. I understand. Makes no sense. All right, you gentlemen ready for a five count? I'm always ready for a five count. Especially if it's Nikki Kayfabe's getting knocked the fuck out. Now, there's an issue we need to address. We're just a humble little wrestling podcast. But it's time to talk geopolitics. (laughs) Because the main story in wrestling, as far as I'm concerned, and Frank pretends like it's not interesting because he doesn't understand it, John Cena has proven himself to be a weak, limp, pathetic individual. I'm not going to have you talk about him. He apologized to the Chinese Communist Party. He bent the knee to our biggest geopolitical adversaries, a regime that locks up Muslims in concentration camps, that poisoned us with a virus that we now think might be man-made, possibly, possibly. They're still under investigation. I think he did the wrong thing, Frank. 
And he did it in Chinese, mind you. Mandarin. Well, he knew I the respect language. that. Yeah, I respect that. First language. off, okay, here's, here's my opinion on this. Very simple. I ain't going to give nobody who went and granted 600 fucking, however many wishes he granted. That was the most all time by then some. To little kids with sicking diseases and say he's a piece of shit in any way, shape, or form because of political nonsense. And that's exactly what this is. Look, the guy knows where his bread's buttered. He makes a lot of money from China. Because of these movies, these stunts, all this shit. And he was WWE's envoy into China. He learned China just so he can help bridge the WWE-China gap. WWE is going into China also. They have they wanted to do a an NXT thing. How many fucking billion people yeah, do they have there? There's a billion people that live there. I it's mean, a closed market to a lot of things. And they want to get into also, it. Yeah. And they want to get into it. I don't blame them. Hey, they wouldn't be the first wrestling organization to try to infiltrate communist land, as we'll talk later about that. Let's go that. to Context Kayfabes. Kayfabes, what exactly did Cena say that he had to later apologize for? He said that Taiwan was the first country that was going to see his movie. And Taiwan's not And that was an offense so egregious that he had to talk Chinese on Twitter and issue an apology to the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, I, I don't like celebrities getting involved in any of this at all. They tell you how to do what you got to do in America and then won't say two uh -huh, words about it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Not lost on me. You got a lot to say about life here, but you'll talk right. about them. Yeah. They're a totalitarian regime, or at least very close to it. And they think, just to give you a little context here, Frank, they consider Taiwan to be like a breakaway province of greater China, and they want... Are they under the regime? Are they a it's satellite? Kind of half in, half out, but they want complete control of Taiwan, oh, and they're okay. going to keep squeezing, and they're going to keep pressing them, and eventually they're probably going to take them. Very interesting stuff. What the first call the last president took was from Taiwan. Interesting. To all oh, created a stir, sent a message real loud and clear. Yeah. John Cena sent a message way loud and clear. Hey, he knows we where don't it... give up unless it's to the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> he knows. They're, they're, I'm not. I don't hate John Cena. I'm disappointed in John Cena. But also, not for nothing, this is also a look at the bigger spectrum of this is the cancel culture we're in. That if a guy says anything that could be remotely judged to be an insult that'll offend more than ten fucking people or ten Twitter drones, it's gonna have to get addressed, and it's gonna have to be. You know, this is what he has to do to not get fucking canceled. No, you're I, wrong. I didn't hear about him saying that. I heard about his apology more than him saying what he right. said. Right. Cancel culture is when they come after you, the people. Like, normal people come after you. They're not coming after and They're against him on this. Well, it depends. Because he sided. No. He sided with the oppressor over the oppressed. I think they're against you. The opposite. Well, I think they they, they want to cancel way. him because of the apology. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I don't so, know why he did it in Mandarin or, or yeah, Mandarin. Because he wanted to get, well, I mean, if you're going to apologize to a country where you speak the foreign language, yeah. wouldn't it make more sense to say it in the foreign language? How did he know what, I mean, what pissed, how did he know that he was, they were pissed off? Obviously, oh, he, he has a press rep. He knows. I'm curious. Don't you remember when a reporter asked one of the World Health Organization officials, what should the people of Taiwan do, and he pretended he didn't hear them? And then he pretended that he cut no, the feet. I, I oh, it is, it's sinister. It is bone chilling. It is bone chilling. Really? I'll show it to you when we're off the air. It's very scary. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Taiwan is a hot button issue in China. Very hot button issue. He knew right away when he stepped in it. He knew right, right away. He should have said it was a, he should have said like oh, it was a bad translation. I don't speak the language well. I didn't mean to call it. But even so. No, but he said that original quote in English, I thought, because I remember hearing Taiwan. I heard you're going to be the first country to see my movie or whatever it was. 
I so maybe maybe that. he did it both ways. I don't know. There's an English video of him apologizing. There's a fucking Mandarin one. It's all fucked up. Yeah, I did some research, and I told you earlier on the phone, I was skeptical of this whole thing, because I don't speak Mandarin. I don't know what he said. Right. But of what I read, that sounded pretty legit to me, just based on, I don't know, just looking at it and listening and it seeing it. It was definitely legit. It was it looked like the, su yeah, the yeah. subtitles seemed to be what they were, and he didn't say exactly what he was apologizing for, but he was apologizing. It's a sad time. But speaking of people saying the wrong things to people, uh -huh. there's been a lot of that in the wrestling world, much beyond John Cena and his international warfare. Our second headline is... Omega pops off. And this all started because Jim Ross, I believe, was talking to Conrad. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kayfabe. He was on his uh, Grilling JR. Yes. A, uh, a tremendous that show. Would, is that with Conrad? Yeah. That is with Conrad. Okay. I mean, Oh, continue. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. A tremendous show, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, if you ever want to Stop hear... Stop promoting other fucking things on our... We need people to listen to this. Oh, I'm sorry, motherfucker. <laughs> is it only okay when we do this? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That's but, the only time it's acceptable. But go on. Please fucking read ass. us a quote. Fucking and don't do it like Jim, Jim Ross, you asshole. No, I can't talk like Jim Ross. That's offensive. I would have to apologize like Jim to Jim Ross. <laughs> <laughs> to the country of Jim Ross. So on the podcast, Jim Ross said that Randy Orton is the best wrestler in the world. I don't think anybody is any better than Randy Orton in the wrestling business. He continued on and said, there's Omega fans out there that would say Kenny is the best wrestler in the world. Some will, and they got the right to their opinion. I'm not going to argue it. Omega is really freaking good. In any event, it's a good time to be a fan. A lot of great talent out there improving their game. Adapting and adding things. So then, Jericho tweeted something, and he called uh, Kenny the best wrestler in the world today. Kenny's the best wrestler that's ever been. And then Omega came back on the retweet and said, meh, I'd rather believe the bigot cuck. Can you do his voice properly? Give me that quote. I'll do it the right fucking way. How are you going to do it? <laughs> I'm going to do it the right goddamn way. Meh. <laughs> I'd rather believe the bigot cock. <laughs> Dimwit, E-Drones, and the guy that thinks I'm WWE champion. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. All right, for the, for the listener, at least read it in, in an audible way. Omega. Oh, <laughs> he said, meh, I'd rather believe the bigot cock, Dimwit, E-Drones, and the guy that thinks I'm the WWE champion. What kind no, of I... grown adult tweets meh? I know. Well, well, he was talking about Jim. I really Cornette. hope I did, and someone's Cornette gonna find me. He's calling Cornette the cock. I yeah. yeah, and he's, he's talking about an online fan base as the e drones. Right. WWE. He should see what the fuck his Ross, people say. Jim Ross calls him WWE champion. So he's AEW. So the, the right, champion so. of a wrestling promotion is throwing shade at Jim Cornette, Jim Ross, and the wrestling audience. Teal heat, <laughs> or a sad attempt at it. Are people upset over this? Do people care? No, the AEW drones do, of yeah. course. They're sitting there telling me that Omega's had one of the best years in professional wrestling. I saw I tweeted multiple times. First off, this isn't even Omega's best year in professional wrestling. I would argue the year he had with Okada where they had the, if not, what was it, a trilogy, kayfabe, or two matches, and he had all those other matches. I mean, well, that's, that's... when he was at the top of his... That's when he was, exactly. he was getting worldwide... Uh, and that's when he now. had, to be honest with you, a better character, better matches, and his promos weren't intolerable because... He actually spoke Japanese. He learned the language to get heat there. Well, the thing with him is that now he's on a weekly basis, so now you're getting a lot of them. Oh, you get him as much as you could now fucking tolerate him now. If you ever want to see him beat up a bunch of jobbers, I mean... What about that video I sent you with uh, when he dressed up as Aladdin? Uh, Jasmine. Jasmine. All I have to <laughs> say with Kenny Omega is a lot of those videos that come to me, I say, in my head, 
Would Stone Cold Steve Austin ever get caught doing this? <clears throat> would Roman Reigns ever get caught doing this? No. He would not. Would fucking Triple H ever get caught doing that shit? I'm sorry. Would Bret Hart, would Shawn Michaels, go yeah. through the list, and you want to tell me this guy's the greatest of all time? He has done unforgivable shit in the past. He's had the wrestling with the blow-up doll. He's done stupid, unnecessary shit. And just because you have a good couple good fucking matches with arguably one of the best Japanese wrestlers ever, Okada, it doesn't mean you're the best wrestler ever. It sure as shit doesn't mean that you're even hot shit. Randy Orton is better than him. It's not yeah, even close. It's, not, it's really not close. It's not close. And guess what? That's just Jim Ross's opinion. If you think Kenny Omega is better, good for you. Put your head down on a pillow. Those the motherfuckers are like pistachio ice cream. I like pistachio. Yeah, you I'm, fucking would. I'm going to have to agree with you, Pat. You fucking weird people. Get strawberry like a normal human being. <laughs> Who the <laughs> fuck goes there and gets green? We're the, we're the weird people. You want fucking Shrek's cum frozen, That's but I want strawberry. Strawberry is a, a delicious flavor. customizes his Big Mac. We're the weirdos. You saw me today. I got every topping I could in the burrito, and they weaked me. They gave me fucking rice and beans. I gotta tell you, that place, we put it over before on the show. I got it, yeah, I haven't been happy the last couple of times we went they there. They had the pressure because we went there. They weren't expecting us to show up. They said, oh, that's the, the legends that order from us every week. $80 order. They said, this is what they look like? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I figured the one on the left was fat, but... <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we know who's on the left when we order the fucking phone. I do, I do, I got a fat guy voice now, huh? I definitely, you hear the chins through the radio. <laughs> it's sad. I don't know when it happened. When I was younger, I had the fucking shittiest voice. I sounded like a little twerp. Then I just became fat one day, and that was the no, voice. No, it was the, the chain smoking that changed your voice. Probably got it a little bit deeper. Maybe an octave. But Well, I have no good segue for this, but there is something, Kayfabe, I need your help to understand. I want to know who Velveteen Dream is. I want to know what he did, why he was fired, and where he goes from here. Who is he? He's he was a top guy in NXT for a while. Right. Very. Uh, he was on the Indies character. at some point. He was. Did we have a deal? Did we have a deal with him? He came for free, and uh, he's here. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and he was not booked. He was not. All booked. right. So he showed up. He I showed up for free. He was Patrick Clark. Wrestled the dark match. He didn't wrestle. Period. He just wasn't used. Tremendous. Uh, yeah. Man, this was before he was Velveteen Dream. Then he, he got... Honestly, a lot of this was the character. There was a character he tried before this where I believe... No, he was in WWE. Yeah, he tried something. He tried being yeah. a MAGA head. That yes. was his first yes. character. He yes. tried being like a black MAGA head. Yes, and then he got fired from WWE. Which, sorry to cut you off. Interestingly enough, I just watched New Jack's last interview and they said, what would you do now? He said, I'd come down with a MAGA hat. <laughs> so, New Jack, yeah, the... the the, cat, the black guy in the MAGA hat is that apparently would... a heat-getting fucking gimmick. Fuck. But go on, Kayfabe. So he got released from WWE, got rehired, did this whole thing after Prince passed away. He started taking on more of his... Uh, mystique. Moniker, yeah, the mystique, the dressing. It was uh, more like Dave Chappelle's Prince than the actual Prince, <laughs> but then it was captured. So he kind of tried to NXT, has a good little run. Had a good run. Uh, and he got jammed up. About him. Cena wanted a match with him. Oh boy! He Why took some. He took a lot of elements from other wrestlers that got over. Like he started spray painting opponents on his tights. He spray painted on one takeover push. Uh, bring me up, Vince. Yeah. He always did like shit that was like a little bit edgy. Good. His move set was incredible. He did some crazy shit. He was very athletic. 
So all well and good, and then what all happens? Well Mr. Uh, Dream. Accusations. Accusations. People in the DMs. Now, what time are we talking? Are the boys or the girls? Who's he? Who's he going at? It was apparent. Two boys, right? It was exactly. apparently. Is Mr. Dream gay? I don't uh, know. Well, I so don't now know. Th- there's been a little more clarity now that he's been released. He has a very long essay that he put up about these accusations. What was very odd about them was this was during the speaking out movement. All this shit came out, I believe, or close to around that area. Right. There was instant repercussions. There was a lot of guys in WWE that got sent home and whatnot and. I don't know if anyone actually got released unless they got caught with some shit. I think a few of the NXT UK guys did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, basically, he was accused and the the perpetrator, do I got that right? I always mess up the lawyer talk. He's the perp- well, he would be the perpetrator. If he What's did. the other guy, the plaintiff? I haven't what watched Judge Judy. Which... I don't know yeah. his fucking name. The, the has, he been, has he been sued? The plaintiff? Uh, I don't know. The plaintiff but... is someone who's suing no, come, somebody. Uh, uh, who cares? Ah, fuck it. All right, so the other guy went accusing him that he was, like, touching him in shit or he was, like, trying to get into him with the DMs. He put up pictures, and originally WWE didn't react. They did their own investigation after they saw it. They found he wasn't guilty of anything, and right. he eventually got a title match. I think we got Adam Cole last year around June. Yeah, yeah the audience have a turn on him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's been no audience since this came out because that was around, I think... Well, he, his last match was that... That brawl with Cole. Right, but when did the speaking out shit happen? Uh, was there still fans? No, his last match was that when they brought him back, right? They brought him back randomly. Well, one match and that yeah. was it. But anyway, I don't remember when the timeline was. There was no fans. This, no there fans. was no fans when all this shit started coming out. So maybe it was post-speaking out movement. And online, they were getting shit every week. Like, every time someone got released, it'd be like, oh my god, Mickey James, but this piece of shit Velveteen oh, Green. Yeah. So yeah, I caught some of that. Now that you're mentioning it, yeah. So basically, the fans online believed the people that were accusing him before he, and he didn't say anything. Yeah. Which, as I told Kayfabe, if he probably said this exact thing when all this shit came out, he'd probably still be employed, and people would have been able to get over it. Because it's tough to speak out if you if if you've been wrongly accused. It's even tougher to speak out if you've no. Been, but I I read uh, what you he know, said. Truly accused, and you've done it. I read what he said, and I actually believed it's, him. It's tough. Um, he said that he was helping people reach out to him, and he, he was trying to help them get into the business. And uh, He did like an ask me anything, DMs yeah. are open for all people that want to ask me questions about the business, or something to that effect. No, they and tormented him? No, it was a bunch of guys no, asking him how to be professional class. wrestlers. Yeah. And like you could see in the way that he... Explains it. You have to read this four-page essay. His answer is to be more like his character. So he tried to do that while giving these people advice. Well, I wouldn't say that because he was telling them real shit. He was like, you have to have a good body. Yes. You can't have like a shitty body. You have to work on your physique. I think he sent a picture of his his, like physique or something like that. It was... It was all weird. I don't know. It, It sounds weird when we say it back. But if you read his quote, he explains himself a lot better than we can. And look, it's for none of us to judge. We don't know what went on. I don't know. There's no court case here. There's no guilty plaintiff. There's none of that shit. As a general rule, we have to assume innocence. That, but that's not no, how it is anymore. That's been totally lost in yeah. the Twitterverse. They assume that's been totally lost. Period. Well, Twitter really is the the main culprit of Twitter. Is the asshole of America, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. It's that's awesome. why the high flyer flies through there. And if you want to follow the high flyer on Twitter, you can follow him at. High Flyer, RCR. That's on a Twitter. damn good plug. Or you can follow our friend Nikki K. Fabe, RCR on Twitter. 
or for the musing and meanderings of the arbiter of all things professional What a fucking jerk off. You can follow me at PJ Stackpole, RCR, on Twitter. Or follow at Ring for Radio to find out about our next episode drop, because God knows when it's coming out. K-Fabes is the busiest man on the world. Only he can remain busy while not doing anything. It's a fucking... He's a sloth with a Game Boy. It's an extraordinary feat to be busy and not do anything. So anyway, Velveteen Dream... Fired. Released. You did it? Fuck you. You didn't do it? Sorry, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of releases... Sorry, brother. We have... I think this has to be one of the shortest stints on commentary I've ever seen. Adnan Burke and the WWE have mutually parted ways... I Ladies didn't think and gentlemen, he was that bad. I didn't think how many he was times that you watch Raw the last seven weeks? Honestly, honestly, three. At least one full show, definitely, and a little bit of all. Try, well, try listening to that motherfucker for three hours. Yeah. I'm shitting you not. I can't listen to any of them for three hours. It's too long. A they're fucking all program. they're all pretty brutal. Corey Graves is, I He's mean, good. apples He's, to I orange like, is yeah. better than this. Yeah, job. well, Corey Graves knows the business. He really does. You know, Vic Joseph was Raw commentator for like six months, whatever it was. I thought he was great, and he's on NXT now, which, you know, they need him there too, but fuck, I hope they break, but they've already replaced him with somebody out of office. We're doing this again. This guy at least covered fighting before. Jimmy Smith used to be a Bellator announcer, used to be a UFC announcer, or I should say commentator. This is has a shot at being decent. Because at least he's done something that's a contact they, sport. Well, you need time. You have to give these people time. Well, that's true. Have enough time. And I'm sorry, you can't have Michael Cole producing all of them. Because they're all going to sound like Michael Cole. <laughs> and no one ever really liked Michael Cole ever. Michael Cole was good. Kevin Kelly was superior to him back in 1999. I never got to Ke- I'll be honest with you. I never got to Kevin Kelly. I don't know why people like He comes like off Kevin as a wrestling Kelly. fan. That's why people like him. Well, you know who really killed him? Oh, the fucking... Who else? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who oh. called him an ugly hermaphrodite, put a fucking t-shirt over his face. What else yeah. did The Rock there do? There was no... There was no... He killed him. Yeah, that was... He was a victim of The Rock. Again. There was nothing he could do. All right, Michael Cole's best fucking work was with Taz on Smackdown, Smackdown when Heyman was producing... 2003. Uh, yeah, they were talking... Like, the Lesnar stuff. Oh, that was That Michael Cole was very, very passable at that time. And then Heidenreich fucked him in the ass. <laughs> I can't look at either of them the same anymore. Like, in 2003, I could accept him. Now, I think of Mike Cole, and I think of Heidenreich fucking him in the ass. Or Jerry Lola pulling his tie through the coal mine, and his eyes exploding yeah, out Michael of his head. Yeah, Mike Cole hasn't been good in a long time. I, I don't know why. I mean, he's just... And with Taz, I just think I of just, fucking... Well, Taz sucks now, too. Well, Taz sucks now, but I think that now after watching all these fucking shoots, thanks a lot, PJ... I fucking just think of RVD saying, pick which hand you want me to slap you with. <laughs> Tremendous. He, he said that to chat, Taz? Taz was sitting there, surrounded by the Taz team, which was all trainees of him, or whatever the fuck they were. And he was sitting there in the corner, getting himself all juiced up for his fucking match. And RVD was like, I'm going to fucking hit you. He's crazy like that. Also, RVD's a shoot fucking kickboxer before he got into wrestling. So, he went up to Taz. I think Taz said some shit that pissed him off or whatever, and he's like, Pick which hand, bro. Taz was like, what? He goes, I'm going to slap you with one of them. Pick which one. And Taz goes, what? And he slapped the shit out of him. That really? was the end of Taz. Like, people say it all the time. Go listen to New Jack. New Jack's oh, like, New Jack was hilarious. I knew Taz before it was Owens. The first thing is. the Van Damme slapped him. That was it. I don't know why you're calling New Jack Tyson. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I did do that. Shit. I never liked Taz. So why? I knew Taz. 
before Taz was on. <laughs> so I knew him when he was a little a little fat white boy with an afro. I knew him when he was quitting Johnny Rods he every goes, week. He goes, then he started doing the Tyson thing with the neck, and he would do the little, the little neck twitch. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand <laughs> it. He goes, people weren't sure about Taz. Some people thought they knew. Some people didn't know. After after Van Damme slapped him, everyone knew. Because <laughs> Taz wasn't shit. So, New Jack gives a good interview, people. I've been watching him a lot lately, you know, because he's dead and all. Jeez. But, yeah, that's a tough one. He was, uh, you know. I haven't seen PJ. A unique individual. I thought the uh, the Jack Daniels on the table was going to come back after the death of New Jack. I didn't think he'd be able to cope with it so easily. You're out of beer, my friend. It's a problem. It's there a is problem. a high noon in there I wanted to take. You I touch left, that fucking I high left, noon, I'm going to stab you. It. I'm going to fucking stab you. It's going to be New Jack I versus uh, Cactus Ray. I'll the beer next time, but I just know it's never going to happen. I'll do it. I'll bring happen. it. Watch, I'll shut your mouth up. Okay. I'd love, I'd love for this show to start and you just pull a six-pack out from under the table and slam it on the table. <laughs> Be the fucking... I'd, I'd, I'd applaud you. I don't oh, know how I would do that. Hey, you know what tonight is? It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Why don't we put it on? I don't want to put it on. Oh, we can't. They got preempted. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. NBA gave them the fucking boot. Not for nothing. And nobody's I'm... watching that shit. No. <laughs> no. I'm making a prediction now. What is the one day of a week you can guarantee the AEW fan base is going to be home? Friday, Friday night. Friday night. They ain't 10 doing... o'clock. They ain't doing dick. Prime time. They ain't doing nothing. 8 o'clock, they might still be eating their SpongeBob mac and cheese. <laughs> so 10 o'clock, shit, that's normally when they fucking pull out their sock and start jerking it to Omega anyway. So. Yeah. Fuck. They're, they're gonna have bet. You're gonna be real upset next week when they do a million viewers on Friday night. I ain't gonna be upset. That would be, that would be impressive. Ten o'clock. That would be something. Because my cousin Bilbo still got that fucking at AEW on TBS and Tony Khan. I'm waiting for my DM. I want my motherfucking money. Your cousin is Bilbo Baggins. Exactly. That's what, that's what we're gonna go with with his alias. All right. So that's the end for news, PJ. What do we got next on the list? Here? Next on our count, our five counts. Number two. Um, Dark Side of the Ring just released its newest episode, oh, Collision in Korea. God, and boy, oh boy, damn. was it an interesting uh, episode. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I watched it twice. Really? I watched it twice. Once I... by myself and once with Dildog. Did you? I mean, I didn't know much about this. I'm sure you did. You knew. I knew it because I read Flair's book, and I got to tell you, I knew about ninety percent of everything that was said on that show. I had read in Flair's book, so it all checks out. And Flair wasn't even on. This. Can you give me one of the? No, eight, Flair was not on. Can it. you give me one of the like five second Flair impressions of something that he would have said in this? So it's nineteen ninety four. We're going to North Korea. <laughs> There's one bottle of Jack Daniels in all of North Korea. <laughs> and me and Road Warrior Hawk got with me. <laughs> so drunk. <laughs> I don't know, it's sad. You're, I don't want to make fun of the Nature Boy. You're terrible. No, this actually put Nature Boy in a tremendous light. But we're going to get to it later. I mean, an extraordinary story about the Nature Boy. Before we get into this, bro, let's see what Nick, let's see what uh, Frank Cliff knows about North Korea. What's the situation there, my friend? Yo. We're brushing up on your geopolitics today on the program. I don't know if he's the president, the king, the emperor, whatever the fuck he is. But that guy got that shit on lock. <laughs> Well, he wasn't. He wasn't anything in '94. Whenever they did it, oh, he, he wasn't was born yet. Okay, no, he was still. born. Oh, nothing. He was the heir apparent. Yeah. What are you yeah, kidding yeah. me? He got treated better than anybody else in that fucking country. 
Probably. The one so fat I know, guy, the one fat guy in North Korea. Yo, you know this is like the one country we could actually make fun of? I don't think anyone's going to get pissed off. It's not like well, they're going to hear us. Well, we're not making fun of the country and its people. We're making fun oh, of the, the fucking dictatorship. The authoritarian, despotic And you want to tell me Triple H is the worst dictator you've ever seen? No, he's not as bad as Kim Jong-un. Or Cody. Yeah. Well, probably not as bad as Cody. <laughs> not as bad as Hitler either. But North Korea is, is the hermit kingdom of the planet. The, the single most isolated country on planet Earth. You're not allowed to leave. They have their own calendar. The official head of state is a dead man. The calendar? I didn't know that. dead man is the head of state. They have their own basketball rules. They got three haircuts. And over the weekend, apparently, the mullet can no longer be one of them. They banned the mullet in North Korea, and they banned skinny jeans. Really? Yeah. Recently? Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. To American. So it's There's a- nothing more American than a wet mullet. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> On every day that the leader died, they have to go out and cry in the streets. It is the most pointless, hopeless society in the history they got food. of the world. In South Korea, these are the same people, the same race of people, the same genetic people. They're on an average of six inches taller than the people of North Korea. They're emaciated, they eat fucking grass, they eat oh, squirrels, Jesus. they build fake cities so that people can look in and think that they like have a thriving economy. It's crazy. It is Twilight Zone. I have so to, I have to watch some Twilight of these docs. Zone, you bring in the circus. <laughs> so it, through some type of deal between Bischoff and Muhammad Ali Antonio and Antonio Inoki, somehow history brought, they went on this, this expedition of peace. Of peace, right. And and some openness and reaching out to North Korea. And they brought in professional wrestling. And when I tell you, the people of North Korea had no idea what wrestling was. They'd never seen anything like it. They never saw anything There's like no it. There's no sports they, over there, they right? They didn't know what they were looking at. They do basketball. They're big into that. They're big into like women's... Almost dancing. Gymnastics? No, not really. It's, like, it's like a show. That's yeah, they're big on that. It's like a giant show. They wave the paper mache yeah. around, they dance, well, it's all that, coordinated. That stuff before the show took place seemed incredible. Yeah, well, this is what they do. I yeah. mean, they have to do something, and this is one of the things that they do. Yeah. That's uh, some crazy shit. The, the story as a whole was pretty wild. I didn't I didn't know much about it. I read about it because I knew they were covering it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I know they, they reached out to Hogan. They wanted Hogan to do it. Brother! <laughs> You want me to go where? <laughs> he said no. I can't come out the real American there. I don't know what can make that one, brother. <laughs> that, that's how the conversation... Do I get to drop a leg on an oki? <laughs> that probably been, would have been the only way to get probably him. Probably got to put him over hooks to... Well, I'm busy that weekend, dude. Well, they got, they got an oki for it, which is pretty cool. How they got an oki to sit down for this interview is fascinating. Yeah. By the way, but you, uh, Antonio Inoki, Reparator you, I know you speak English. <laughs> Cut, why do I got to read your subtitles? Why do I gotta read your subtitles? I'm Yo, a grown man. I got, a speak qu- English. I, I got a question. You're Not- in there calling spots with Ric Flair. You know how to speak English. What is up with this guy's fucking jaw? Bro, I, I, I'm not fucking around. I've never seen somebody with a jaw that fucking pointed. He was pointing. natural. It's very pointy. He it's looked like jaw. a fucking boomerang. What the yeah. fuck was that I, thing? I, I, don't, I don't have an answer. What kind he, of steroids probably, they taking he, over he there? He probably touch his chin with his tongue. He could probably touch his dick with his chin. <laughs> you saw how low that motherfucking thing was? That would be impressive. Shit. If he I, goes to I, wash his fucking... I touch my dick with my chin. I'm going to try it later tonight. I'll get back to you. <laughs> your dick can't be cl- that close to your head. You'll look like a, <laughs> you look like well, a Siamese twin. If I could do that, my life would be a lot easier. <laughs> 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 I 
Get two ribs removed. Fun fact. Marilyn Manson. He did not. That's not true. It's, it's a not true. It's, it's 90s nonsense. I've lived my whole life uh, thinking back, Marilyn Manson got two 90, ribs removed. Back to 90s nonsense. Uh, that sounds like another WCW person. WCW went to Korea. <laughs> and they brought two cold Scorpio with him, who at some point during the visit decided he was going to murder Road Warrior Hawk. No, Road Warrior Walk, Hawk fucked with him. Well, well okay. So and was off his... Uh, so the two, two cold Scorpio said something derogatory to the nature boy. Hawk, to his credit, stepped up. He didn't appreciate it. And he yelled at two cold Scorpio, and they had a back and forth. No, not only just yelled at him, he yelled the N-word. I have no doubts. And, <laughs> and so Scorpio fucked him up. And they were fighting back and forth this whole weekend. And apparently at some point, two cold Scorpio gets his hands on some metal chopsticks and starts grinding them into shivs. And of all people to say, maybe you shouldn't commit murder. Chris Benoit <laughs> was the one who talked him out of stabbing to death. That whole Road story Mario. is wild. The whole story. And this is all happening in North Korea. Where when you come in, they take your passports. Yeah. Well, the stuff they did with Scott Norton was pretty crazy, too. He and called his wife. You, yeah, so Scott Norton came across really good in this. I thought I, so as well. I, I, thought I thought he was so. great. I believed yeah. every word he said. I agree with you 100%. I, I thought he had the whole situation exactly the way it was in his head. Well, he said Hawk would have shoot fucked up Tuco, but Hawk was off all his shit and couldn't get any drugs. Which, sadly, after seeing the other dark side of the ring last year and the Road Warriors... Fuck! This guy was like Bane with fucking heroin. I met Tuco Scorpio. He's a very nice man, and I think he still he does the same shit at this age. PJ he does that fucking moonsault like drop. He's crazy. But to Scott Norton, Scott it's Norton, no shit. Scott Norton finally got his hands on a phone and was able to call his wife, and his wife was like, you know, thinking he's partying, and he said, "You don't know what it's like here." Because when this shithole, and right when he said that, phone cut, phone cut off, and then North Korean officials came to the door, pulled him out, and said, "You can't say anything bad." Terrifying. What, what would happen if somebody actually like disappeared there? Or they yeah, I mean, uh, okay, so my friend Dildog spoke about him last week. Frank didn't like his nickname, so I'm going to keep using it. He said, which celebrity could go there that would get kidnapped and it would start a war? A non-political official. Bruce Willis. It's got to be somebody big. Well, Bruce Willis would get out. That's <laughs> a valid point. They just leave him. Like Oprah Winfrey, we're going to war. Oh, it's it's on. If you don't let Oprah Not Winfrey anymore. back, it's a war. Ellen, oh, you out of your mind? Listen here, Mister. We get fifty views a fucking week. She <laughs> interviewed that prince and his wife. They drew more money on that fucking TV than we're gonna ever draw on oh, this fucking show. So what are you talking that, about? That's, that's from the name that she had. In okay, and she's a peace person. We're she's going. going to war to, we're going Oprah. right to war. We're There's gonna be to a nuke on that motherfucking but place. Yeah, she's coming back, or, or it's over. That whole place getting turned to glass. Bet. Right. It, it's Who else we put up there? There's got to be other people. Well, former president, obviously. Betty White. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Give her back. <laughs> you have 24 hours. We want Betty White return. Look, Betty White's like 103. You're going to waste an entire nuclear bomb? You're going to waste a nuclear bomb over a 103-year-old person. That's yeah. insane. That's, that's time, not logistic. The time North Korea gets that nuke four foot off the ground... United States military are going to shoot it down and kill everybody. It is a, it is a, a really interesting place. The stuff that they did with bringing them to the, the statue of the, they the use leader. That, they use that as propaganda, of too. Course. Yeah. Of Pure course. Pure propaganda. Of course. Sure. What do you think fucking Rodman was doing there a couple of years ago? It's probably all yeah. he did. Folks, there was one thing that I thought of when I watched this. And first off, if you haven't watched it, we can't recommend it enough across the board. Purely on interest. I, I feel like the story, though... I mean, it would have probably been a little wilder if something did happen, but I mean... You have to realize where you are. Glad that all of them were 
we came back safe. Like Bischoff went for a run in North Korea, and they all looked at him. I read about that in his book. They really? probably freaked the fuck out. I like Bischoff, but what were you thinking, sir? I don't know. They tell the kids in North Korea that the Americans. Are... Okay, so let's back this up. In North Korea, you're taught that the Korean War was fought and won by the North Koreans, and that the Americans are savage animals. And when they come over, they're gonna rape all you, all the women and the children. Oh. When Bischoff got there, they said, "Okay, here are the rules in North Korea, and please, we ask you not to rape all women." So this is the mentality. So here comes Bischoff, who's got to be a foot taller than any person around him, right? Because they're all emaciated people. And, and Bischoff's not a big dude, but he's running. He says people are looking at him in abject terror. They were terrified. What made him think he just get up and go for a run in this environment? Who would do that anyway? Ego. He wanted people to look at him. Right? Yeah, he wanted the attention. Exactly but, what it is. But what? A, what a. I don't know why we want that. It's like Scott Norton. It's like Scott Norton skipping a pool ball with his big oversteroided ass at that time. Come on. I'd love to hear Scott. That's one person they didn't interview that I was shocked. That he, he never shuts the fuck up. I wanted Big Papa Pump to talk some shit about this. Well, he, oh, he, he was there. there. He was there. Yeah, he was there. And Scott Stein is fucking crazy, so I would love to hear his stories from there. He then. ain't that crazy because he got back in one piece. That's but anyway, true. on to the show. They drew over 100,000 people of compulsory attendance. No one better, yo, wait till Vince watches this. There's going to be fucking, we're going to go there for mania. You don't think Vince knows about this? It happened 20 fucking years ago. He probably forgot by now. And so they're watching the show in pure silence. Probably because they think they have to be like mad respectful of it. Like they don't know what they're looking at. They have no idea. It's clearly Mm -hmm. not a fight. Flair said at one point, someone turned to him and said, why when one guy was bench pressing the other guy? He says, why is he letting him do that? And Rick said, oh, well, he put on a little bit of a show, but you're not going to see any of that in my matches. So that's what he said. So Flair goes out there with Inoki, and holy shit, they brought the crowd to life. Nature Boy got him up. I, I, I thought that was the best part of the whole documentary. Well, Inoki they also and Flair got them into it after the two Ali days of too. silence. Oh, Ali doing magic tricks? No, ma- the shadow boxing on the, the top of the statue, they said they were... Oh, well, that was... Yeah, that probably uh, made a lot of people's trips. That was good yeah. enough at that point. I'm sure it was. The most That'd interesting be... thing with me was the fucking magic tricks. He was doing magic tricks at the airport when he finally saw the the wrestlers. Yeah, why did that? Why did that? Why the fuck would you expect? All right, I got a fucking question, smart ass. You go see Muhammad Ali in a in a fucking airport. Not you know a couple years ago when he was fucked up, but like 20 years ago when he still had it. You walk up to Muhammad Ali and he pulls out a fucking handkerchief and starts doing magic tricks. You're gonna say, "Holy shit!" Muhammad Ali's doing fucking magic tricks. I think tricks. it's different. I think it's a different... Fucking uh, he, He's going there for an entertainment purpose. He knows that he's going to see his wrestlers. I don't think if I walk up to Muhammad Ali and say, hey, can I get a picture with you? He's going to pull out a fucking flower out of my Maybe ass. that's what he did. Maybe he liked that's the rib people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he liked the rib people. You never know. Tussled with an alligator. That's one Wrestled g- with a whale. Handcuffed lightning through thunder in jail. I love Is that it. one of his lines? Oh, he was tremendous. Tremendous. Murdered a robber. Hospitalized a brick. I'm so bad I make medicine sick. So, gentlemen, there was one thing I thought when I was watching this. Number one, I ain't never booking no vacation in North Korea. That's for shit sure. No. This, we ain't doing no road climate. show there. Not in this climate. Number two, I never, and I mean I never, okay, Jericho, want to hear these weak, and I mean weak, all emotional wrestling fans and their gang of psychopathic wrestlers that all got released during the pandemic 
who as soon as they got released went crying and bitching and moaning about this Saudi Arabia hostage situation that was or wasn't, we'll never know. Never again. When you went there, Brock Lesnar ate dinner with the fucking king. Undertaker to his right side. <laughs> you want to tell me about this shit? Get the fuck out of here. Get the oh, fuck well, out of here. Wrongs don't make a right, and if they tried to do collision in Korea now, they probably would not, uh, not go They'd probably go to South Korea. But no, fuck that. So, I mean, when you did you watch the news a couple of years ago when Trump went there? It was crazy. When he, when he crossed the demilitarized zone? I remember an exact quote. I said, this guy's got fucking balls. He's got fucking balls. If That's anything scary. else, he's got fucking balls. That's because scary. no one else ever... Nothing was going to happen. Nothing. Of course not. My God. My yeah. God. I mean, he was there too, that fat I mean, little fuck. Let's face facts. What, what did Trump go there and say? He was there for I mean, five let, minutes. Let me tell you he something. He walked in. They're trying to do his detente. They're trying to de-escalate. That's what he was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to de-escalate. Bring him to the table. Knowing him, he probably whispered in the guy's ear. He got him to the table. He did get him to the table. Listen, if you try to new guys. He got him to the buffet table. Those two fat fucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> of McDonald's. Eh, well, yeah, like you, like you, like you have a moral fucking issue with McDonald's. If it's good enough for the fucking president, I don't know why it's not good enough for me. <laughs> yes, he, uh, he, he, they said he eats it because he thinks someone's got the poison. So, I, I, I so you know what? I don't blame him. <laughs> so he just eats the straight poison. <laughs> yeah, better off. But all, all right. right, yeah, we recommend watching Dark Side of the Ring: Collision in Korea. More importantly, read Flair's book; it's very good. Speaking of dreadful, dismal. Fucking shitty and boring places. <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida, home of the Jaguars, and now sadly Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow. Not even Christ could save this show. It's AEW, double or who gives a fuck. Kayfabe, you got a card for me. I, I bet okay. you we all have the same predictions and the same times. It's Lay it on me, player. This Sunday. Is it? How much is it? May 30th. I don't know how much it is. Yeah, we're going to split it three ways so we can no, make no, fun of it. It's Memorial Day weekend. I'm not watching that shit. Oh, valid point. Who do the... How dare they? On the fucking biggest barbecue weekend of the year until Labor Their Day. The audience has nothing else to do. But go on. Want to run through the card quickly? Yeah, yeah. Quick. We'll run through the card. Um, We have the Casino Royale. Casino Battle Royale for a future AEW. They do World this Champions. at every show. They do yeah, this. At, they have a Royal Rumble at every show. There's 50 people in it. I think Christian wins. <laughs> Wait, Christian's in it? That yeah. so. <laughs> Hold on, time out, time oh. out, time out, time out. We're going fast. Who's in this thing? Ah, oh, boy. You said 50. Nine of the bunch. And uh, what is it? Was it over the top rope? I'll then? name who they have here. Is so. it an over the top rope then? Yeah. When it wants okay. to be. It's uh, Christian, Matt Seidel, Hobbs, Penta. Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, Isaiah, Cassidy, The Blade, The Butcher, Evil Uno, Cabana, Preston Vance, Grant Garrison, The Candlestick Maker, Pillman Jr., Caster, oh, Anthony God. Bowens, QT Marshall, which they really did a lot with him after that. Oh, show. boy. Really? Nick, Nick Camaroto, Dustin right, Rhodes, right, right, Lee right. Johnson. Jesus Christ. Versus okay. TBA. So they have a, and the like announcer is Big Maybe Show. Big Show. Hold on a second. And there's also on the picture of this card, I believe it says announcer Big Show for this match. Yes, which means Big Show's doing this match. Yeah. We all know what's going to happen here. You think he's going to come in? He I mean, should. they should at this point fucking use him. He's better than every other schlub in there except maybe Christian, who, by the way, K-Fabes. Yeah. Uh, this this gotta hurt for you. You thought you was gonna go there. He's gonna get a title I match. He's gonna do something. It's, it's painful. He's, he's, he's back where he spot. belongs. He's on the opener. 
All he needs is his puffy pirate I, shirt. He's wrestling good matches, though. With who? I know. With who? With who? The wall? He who faced, gives a fuck? He faced Seidel on Wednesday. Oh, that's that's a dream match. I, I know. I Stop it. it. It's not easy when your favorite wrestler jumps ship. When Flair went to TNA, I was a little nervous. Well, at least he did things with him. He was managing you, the champion. You should have picked a much better wrestler like Shawn Michaels. He never left. I had to watch him as a commissioner. It was great. All right. Leave Christian alone. That's enough. Why? I, I say Big Show gets involved and wins the thing. I think Christian does, but I you know what? There's nothing for Christian to do right now, and there's nothing for Big Show to do right now. Big Show costs Christian. Some other Jagaloon who's gonna lose anyway wins. Yeah, good prediction. Probably Jungle Boy. They'll give it to him, get the fans really excited. We got Miro versus Lance Archer oh, for the AEW TNT Championship. Aren't they both heels? Yep. No, no Archer's, Archer's like a tweener turn, now. Yeah. And Archer's with uh Jake, Jake still? Yeah. But Jake don't cut his turn. promos no more. Maybe Jake turns on him, sides with the other guy? <sighs> Why? Why? Jake and Miro, why not? I mean, Miro needs a mouthpiece, that's for sure. And Archer now has shown an ability to cut, I'm not going to say great promos, but serviceable promos. So I guess it makes sense. I couldn't give, I, I don't care how hard. And the champ is Miro. Mm-hmm. The champ is Keep Miro. Keep the belt on. Just well, he doesn't anyway. want it. Yeah, right. he doesn't yeah. want it. No, no. I don't care what they do. I'm just not going to I think they it. booked themselves into a corner with this one. They kept... Oh, shocking. I don't think Archer can lose, and I don't think Rusev can lose. Well, you heard their fucking creative They're gonna methods pull... next week. Yeah. The last week, we spoke about it. Yeah. What they did, how they decide these things. There's 100 people involved. I get it. I know. I mean, You I'm, make a big wheel of matches. Match... You chop a chicken's head off. You let the body run. And I think the lands. match is fine. <laughs> I, think it, I think it will be a good match. Uh, I think Archer's good. I just think he's been poorly, poorly used. And He's never been the same since the loss to Cody. I mean, people are going to disagree with me, I probably, but I once they brought him in hot, he lost to he lost to Cody Moxley, right? No, Cody. We talked about Cody, this him, because yeah. Jake came out and interrupted Cody. Yes, I don't Cody, want a piece yes. of the pie. I just want your share. Yeah. And I remember calling you and saying, "Yo, yeah, I'm fucking in." And guess what? He fucking lost yeah. as usual. But then he then he lost another or number one contenders match. Yeah, he lost some shit. The match. Everybody in this company is poorly booked. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, there's one guy that's booked good. Yeah, Cody. Oh, he's there. You go. Uh, next we have Sheeta versus Baker, Britt Baker for the AEW Women's World Championship. There's only one way this ends. It has to be Britt Baker, and if Sheeta beats Britt, Britt, fuck. If Sheeta beats Britt Baker, that's a fucking tongue twister for you. Fuck. That it's over. It's over for them. Britt Breaker needs to win and she needs to look good. Don't let this fucking idiot Sheeta run around in circles for 20 minutes. I'm sick of people trying to tell me she is on any level close to a WWE female wrestler. People are saying AEW's women's roster is better than WWE's. And I just find that Wait, who, wild. who said that? Twitter. What's their fucking at? Twitter. I'm fucking dealing with this right now. Because I hate women's wrestling. But there's a clear difference, hey. and I mean a clear difference, between the robots on the WWE and the GoBots on AEW. <laughs> the FemBots. Look, re- women's wrestlers look like robots. It's not an incorrect statement. Watch them. Go watch out fucking Charlotte trying to do Andrade's moveset. He'll be happy to hear it. KD from Parts Unknown. Yes, buddy, I saw the text. I fucking liked it. God damn it. <laughs> Kevin Pretzel says they like robots going through the motions. It's true. And, th- and what was your response? I loved your response. You're feeding red meat to a, to a savage or something. What the hell did I call you? Ah, fuck it. The beast of broadcasting. The beast like of broadcasting. That. The bombastic beast of broadcasting. There you go. Who gives a shit? Next match, K Fabes. 
Adam Page versus Brian Cage. This poor motherfucker, Adam, Adam Page. Page. I said Cage or Adam Page. I don't Brian fucking Cage. give it's a, a shit. Fucking tongue twister. Age Cage. Adam fucking... Page versus Brian Cage. Brian Cage. Yeah. So Brian Cage. Christian Cage would be involved as well. Ethan Page as well. Yeah. Oh my no, God. no, <laughs> no! Ethan Page is—he's got his own shit, and I mean shit. No, look, Brian Cage is at least looks the part. I haven't watched him wrestle enough in this fucking company to know if he's actually good or is not. Christian going by Christian Cage? Yeah. Yes. Of course he is. This would never happen on WWE programming. Never. Steven Regal became Lord William before that fucking shit went on. When William Regal first showed up, you know what his name was? Steven William Regal. They did anything they could. And then they got rid of Steven because obviously. Yeah. There's well, that's Steve. There's only one Steve. His name's Steve Blackman. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and then what's the main event here? Uh, oh, we, we, they, oh no. What are you kidding event. me? Well, they're not even close. What are you on crack? There's more shows on this? More oh. What, what match were we talking about? I'm sorry. Uh, Page and Cage. All right. So Adam Page is in the dork order, correct? He's Who close, gives uh, a flying fuck? Who gives a flying He's fuck? another one that's just been. That was one of their best talents. Yeah. I said I liked him. I thought he was... Uh, then they made him an alcoholic. Then they called it Hangman Wisers. Yes. That was the end. That was, was the, the end. end. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Turning off my television. That was, that was tough. Then we have Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. Agogo? Well, gentlemen, there's one or two ways this has happened. I've been saying it for a month since this has been teased. Cody gonna win quick, or we gonna win slow? <laughs> Incorrect for once, and I'll tell you why. I can't do his voice for long periods of time. Can we check how pregnant Brandy is? Because the only time this asshole is taking an L is when he's taking a vacation. Bringing out the Dusty Rhodes moniker for an L? Here's what's gonna happen. Because it's the only way to get this kid fucking over. That right? is the only way to get him over. So, at this point, look, if Brandy's actually going to give birth soon, we all know what this was. This was actually, once again, the one guy they booked correctly. Cody's going to take a little flat back. He's going to get a fucking uh, United Kingdom flag draped over him like we're in fucking the 1776 war. Was it the 76? I fucking remember this U.S. history shit. PJ, wake up! Was oh, it a goddamn war in 1776? That was independence. It was the fucking... It was the independence. independence. Yeah. So technically it was a war yeah, of sorts. So we went to the but anyway, no one's given a fuck about beefing with England since then. And they're trying to make this... War of 1812. The motherfuckers came back. What? What a war sequel. War of 1812, man. I shouldn't have got fucking stoned before Still every remember. geography class. Still Madison remember. lost the fucking White <laughs> before House. Before geography class. It's not geography, Bridget. It's fucking Global, history. whatever the fuck they called it in high school. American history? <laughs> anyway. Frank said he's not interested in history. He's interested in her story. I can tell you right now, that has never left the high flyer's lips, nor will it. <laughs> so, yeah, there's one or two ways it happens. Or Cody beats him in 20 minutes and does every fucking move, and he probably gets a tombstone in now since he likes doing that one. I hate this fucking guy. Is there anybody that actually likes Cody Rhodes? Honestly, he's yeah. the fakest fucking jerk off there is. His neck tattoo. The neck yeah. tattoo is oh. atrocious. And the, and the blonde hair. And we the still face. have a few more matches though. Ahead. And the <laughs> fake list. Frank, I love you, buddy, but I don't give. A, for someone who doesn't give a fuck about this card, Sting you go into every fucking match. Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky. And do you hear these fucking matches? What do you want me to do? 
I hope they break things back. There, I said it. I have no fucking. I have no qualms about. It. I don't even give a fuck. Weird anymore. guys to have. I know that Sting with them, but they're gonna put Sting and Darby over. They're building for a match between the two. They gotta do the tag run for a while. That's where we go. Do you look at Darby out and think he has a fucking no. piss poor shot of beating Sting? No. So stop it. I'm what not, are we doing I'm here? I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying it's going to happen. That's like how you say every bold wrestler looks like, oh, they, they both got face paint. Fuck it. Stick them against each other. I agree. It's stupid. Oh, Jesus. They're doing, uh, they're doing stampede, stadium stampede. Oh, fuck uh, no. It's back. And if the inner circle loses, they must disband as a team forever. Do they have any more gimmick matches that they haven't dialed up yet? Because that would determine who wins this one. They did the inner circle disbanding thing too many times already. Three times already, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. They always win, though. Yeah. Well, no, not even they tease that they're disbanding if they lose a match. They just added, like, fucking MJF. They had Sammy go yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck this. I don't even care about either of these factions. The Pinnacle's been dead since fucking MJF got swirlied. If the Pinnacle wins this, I think it put them in a really strong position. If Jericho's team wins this, you may have to go to a blow-off because I feel like Pinnacle's got to come out of this. Or Blood and Guts wasn't a blow-off? I mean... Well, yeah, they wasted it. They barely had a feud, though, before that. So this is actually the blow-off now. They should have really built to it. Couldn't you have the guys in it fight a little bit, do a tag match between the two, do a a one-on-one? Speaking of blow-offs. And make them always end in such fucking chaos that the only way to do it was to lock Mm -hmm. them all in the cage together. No, that's called good booking. But no, they blew the fucking load early. I hope Sean Spears gets hit with a golf cart. That's what I want from this match. It, it probably will. I happen. fucking hate that guy. We have two that, matches left. Best golf cart spot of all time: Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Bar oh, none. Yeah. Bar none. Sammy Zayn, a uh, fucking Sammy Guevara, ran into it like an idiot last year. We have the Young Bucks versus Moxley and Kingston. Oh God! World Tag Team Championships. Who cares? Who cares what the I, young bucks? I, I don't so negative, but I don't get the young bucks. Who man. gives I a fuck what this. their bio says? Who gives a fuck what you know Jordan's they like the win this in week? That match? Eddie Kingston. Eddie yeah. Kingston. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't care much for him, but he. Uh, but I don't know. I think the young bucks finally lose. That's great. I Who cares? Think... How are they going to lose? They're going to do eighty four. They're going to get every fucking move they've ever done in. They're going to impersonate every tag team that's ever existed, and it's going to be oh, they're getting heel heat. No, they're getting, I don't give a fuck about them, Heat. They're getting, go back to fucking Japan. So I see you once every six months, Heat. Fuck these jerk-offs. I hate them. And I hate Brandon Cutler. Better yet, fuck Japan. Go wrestle in North Korea. Yeah, word. I hope the elite go on a North Korea peace tour with Cody as the fucking ambassador. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Well, lastly, we have Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, Pac, and Omega. Poor Pac. It's Pac, by the way. It's not Pac. A three-way for the AEW championship. I'm just saying. I got yelled at by some AEW marks. I kept saying Pac because that's what I thought it was. But (sighs) Orange Cassidy shouldn't be in a title picture. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck how many t-shirts he sells. I don't give a fuck how many people think it's cool to say he's from wherever. I don't give a fuck. It's a disgrace to wrestling. It's been a disgrace to wrestling. The fact that you had to stoop this low to get over is bullshit. PJ, the, the, what did you say when I showed you this guy the first time? What did I say? Unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> you just... Yeah. Uh, it, you know, everything I say, everyone knows. Everyone knows it. It's bullshit. Everyone knows it. They know it's nonsense. They know he's got no business in there. He don't look like a fucking competitor. Packets. They know... Yeah, the, the hand... Can, again, again, here's my challenge. You know my Twitter handle. I say it all the time. At PJ Stack RCR. Tell me why it's appropriate that he wrestles with his hands in his pockets. 
Tell me why that's good. Tell me why that's revolutionary. Tell me why it's interesting. And just defend it in any way that you can, other than it's just something you look at and it's go, fucking oh, that's funny. fucking stupid. It's funny. That doesn't it's work for me. fucking funny. That's the answer. How about I, I go out to the room? And he's, how about I go out shit in the ring? That'd be funny. <laughs> the other uh, the other thing I get is uh, it's fucking over. Yeah, it's over. It was it's, with fans for sure. Yeah, and then Jericho be... got thrown in a vat of orange juice, and I said, "This is unforgivable. It needs to stop." And now he somehow managed to go from fucking video game death match two weeks ago, three weeks ago, with that asshole Miro into a fucking world title picture because he beats jobbers on AEW Dark every week. That's the problem. This is the problem with the booking. Every week, well, this guy's undefeated for the last three months. Well, no shit. He beat Jack and Jill up a fucking hill on goddamn Dark. He beat fucking no Bone names. Cold Austin on his fucking shit. No names on Dark, man. They pull him out. Oh, get the, the fuck. Yeah, is. fucking Mike Verna. Who's that clown? What? Does Taz still do commentary on Dark? He's probably yeah. burying every is single one of them out there. Is he still snort and burying everybody? I don't everybody? watch that shit. I don't oh, know. I'm playing Man of Steel. Right, fucking right, jerk right, off. This guy. Yeah, he's a four for nothing. All right, all right. Who the fuck is he to talk about height? Nah, he's an idiot. That's why I already slapped him. He's got no fucking neck. <laughs> I knew Taz before Taz was orange. That's your quote. Taz maniac with his little fuzzy fucking head. <laughs> we don't forget Taz. Quitting Johnny Rod's school every week. We know all about you, Taz. people know. I got your number, Taz. But apparently he's doing some very good work on... Uh, on AEW. He said he was the best non-wrestling personality. Who the fuck uh, said that? Who was a non-wrestling personality? Fucking Arn Anderson. He beat Heyman. Hold on a sec. Arn Anderson full rolling over his own feet every week. That's a good wrestling personality at this point? No. You're not going to pick on Arn Anderson. Shame All right, fine. Jake doesn't talk anymore, so he's useless. No offense, Jake. Still love you, but useless if you're not talking. What, what, Tony Khan? He's better than Tony Khan? Who the one time he had to go on AEW Dynamite? <laughs> Tuesday AEW Dynamite! Sound like he was on his fucking Adderall in his stupid fucking club shirt. Fuck that. That shit was unforgivable, too. That Horrible! Horrible! Who, Brandy Rhodes coming out and holding a fucking stomach? That's the best person that... Please enlighten me who was there. What, Excalibur? Oh, fuck All off! All I hear you saying is that Taz is the best... Non-wrestling personality <laughs> on the show. I agree. Fuck. That's what I tried to tell you. You don't want to listen. <laughs> Fuck, I worked myself into a shoot. But ladies and gentlemen, do not watch that shit. And if you do, tell me how it was. I ain't watching. But I'm going to make fun of it. Well, speaking of shooting and making fun, this oh, brings us to fuck. number four on the five counts. Our favorite segment, Shooting with the Hitman. Can we please pick up a different book? I'm begging. I, I just can't listen to this guy anymore. That means he's got he's got a real good one this week. <laughs> Nick, before we begin, tell the listener at home how this game is played. Well, it's not really a game. Uh, PJ, it's reads, never a game for Brett. PJ reads a book, uh, a passage out of the hit New York Times number one seller, uh, Hitman. Is it actually a New York Times number one seller? Don't tell me that. Written by Bret Hart. I don't know. I just made. It's not it. written by Bret Hart. He can't write. Well, Ghost Rider by Bret Hart. There you go. And PJ reads it, and Frank yells, and it's. Quite comical. <laughs> Don't you uh, hold that jerk off up at me. It says it right there. Of course. The cover. I had to put it on. Times bestseller. Look at him holding the belly. He looks like such an asshole. Don't be afraid to jump in because this is going to be a good one. How many times am I going to interrupt you before as you finish? As many as you want. Okay. Until I tell you to stop. Gotcha. Referees, this is, uh, he had just beaten Diesel from the trap. Oh, what a time. Okay. <laughs> 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 you mean, okay, go ahead. Referees hit the ring like Keystone Cops, and Diesel left them lying on the mat. In an unscripted moment, he stood over top of me, dropped the world title across my chest, glared down, and snarled. 
Don't forget who did you the fucking favor. This was the same guy who two years earlier did nothing but suck up to me. I thought Vince would play up the fact that I was now a three-time WWF champ, but I was wrong. The day after I regained the title, Raw was live from Richmond, Virginia, and the announcers only mentioned in passing that I was champ again, showing a brief clip of the match. What the fuck does he want? What does he want? Oh, hello and welcome to Monday Night Raw. Bret Hart has won the world title once again. Ladies and gentlemen, turn it off a, the TVs. It's a monumental night on Raw. Fuck He's a three-time champ. I fucking hate him. Go on. What else did he say? Oh, God. It was Sean's first day back oh, since getting beat. <laughs> can you say three sentences without mentioning the man's name? You love him. You love him, Brett. It's Batman and the Joker. You act like you hate each other. You fucking love him. You just wish you were the sexy boy. You wish you had the hearts on your fucking pants with the stripes through him. You fucking boring piece of shit. It Go was on, Sean's PJ. first day back since getting beat up, and he and Diesel took center stage. Diesel made out like it was a tainted win for me. Not all the fans bought the pay-per-views, but everyone watched Raw, and for a while, Diesel's side was all a lot of them and had to go on. I don't know what the fuck that meant. Later in the show, Owen worked a dandy little match where he jumped up and delivered an Enoki-style spin kick to the back of Sean's head. According to the plan, Sean... You mean a shining wizard? You fucking asshole. Enoki-style spin kick. I call it an insiguri, but... Right. Whatever. According to the plan, Sean carried on briefly, and then he collapsed to one knee, fell unconscious. Soon, paramedics frantically worked on him. I cried during this was in the ring with his headset off, looking visibly distressed. Owen played confused and left Sean alone, and that was how they went off the air. It was done so realistically that almost everyone watching on live TV thought that Sean was really hurt. There were tearful girls everywhere, overshadowing the fact that the world title... Had just changed. Oh my god, Brett, you missed the moment, Brett. It's storytelling. No one gave a fuck about you, so they had to tell a different story. Get with the program. This guy's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. I cried when fucking Shawn Michaels' fucking head hit the floor. I didn't give a fuck when he put the flag up his nose. And all he thought was, this is overshadowing my fucking wing. <laughs> exactly he is so ridiculous. He's so ridiculous. <laughs> Did he think he should have won in WrestleMania 12? I th can we get to that chapter I, next I, week? I think he wanted to sharpshooter everybody. Uh, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I want to know what he has to say about 12. Because now I'm really intrigued. Was there any point that he accepted that Shawn Michaels was better than him? Never. No, I don't think to this day. Never. And it's in the... It's, I'm sorry. It's not a debate. It's not a debate. Whatever... All right, so fine. If you want to say... Is Shawn better? Yeah, I, I think he probably uh, is. Well, one had charisma... Forget the charisma. Let's just look at a pure wrestling style. Now, mind you, they're a little different styles. And, Brett, I've been tagging you in a lot of Brett shit on Twitter because I want you to see. I'm trying to open your horizons. There's one other guy that... Oh, well, we talked about this. So, yes, you tag me. Brett treats the business the way you want wrestlers to treat the business. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. From the backstage, he's a whiny bitch. Everybody knows that. But his in-ring stuff, as Nikki Kayfabe said a few weeks ago, speaks for itself. Second to none. Look, there's things he did, the little intricacies, the way he yes. sold getting thrown into the corner. Yes, always. But now we talked about this. There's one other guy that did that that we could think of right away. Well, I can think of three. Sean, Rick, and Harley Race. They all ate that fucking turnbuckle. But man, Sean, all those Slaughter things. fucking ate it too. Really? Ate it. But even other moments, like, I, I don't know. I always felt that Sean was just as good as Brett with all the things that people suck Brett off for. But also did things like backflips and fucking moonsaults and all the crazy shit. But in context where it told the story, 
unlike all these jerk-offs that do it now that just do 84 flips in a fucking match, when Michaels hit a moonsault, it was a big turning point in the match. When he hit a fucking elbow drop, it was a big turning point in the match. When fucking Brett limped his way up to the second rope and dropped that pathetic elbow that sucked. <laughs> Come on. Brett's just a salty individual. I, that's all there is to it. And no one can tell me. I got into a fight last week on somebody who Twitter. They were like, it was when the, the quote resurfaced of him talking about Flair. I said, he's just honestly one of the saltiest human beings on the face of the planet. And I got told, you don't understand if the company fucked you the way I'd. I said, that's why he went back there 10 years later? Yeah. I mean, you hate them until they pay you, I guess. It's bullshit. People apologize for Bret Hart more than Bret Hart's ever apologized for himself. That's probably my biggest issue with him at this point. You don't like his, uh, his, his, you don't like his real opinions. I get it. I get it. He has, but no, I can't say it tough to swallow because he's right on some things, but then some things he's just ridiculous. Well, well, Flair never had a good wrestling match. What fucking planet you live on? Yeah, he's, he's a little rough. You know, he's rough. He's he just, thinks that anybody that didn't wrestle the same style as him isn't good as him, which is thinks, bullshit. He thinks he's the best. He really does, in and he's his, not. In his mind, he thinks he's the best. I don't think there's a person out there that would say Bret Hart's the best professional wrestler of all time. No way. I mean, there's not many. All right, let's, let's do a quick one. How many wrestlers are better than Bret Hart? Number one, Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's indebatable. Number two, Hulk Hogan. Number yeah, three. It, it, it depends Where on what you have him on your top 20 that you did. Uh, he'd be in the top 10, probably. He's got to be in the top 10. I'm okay. not going to debate that. But let's just do who's better than him. We could unanimously agree. So we have Austin. We have Flair. Mm -hmm. We have... Hogan. Hogan. We have The Undertaker. Cena. We have Cena. I might even put Angle up there. Boy, Angle versus Brett would have been a match. What about Lesnar? I'm not going to put I'd Angle, put but I'd put Lesnar over Angle. So let's put, uh, let's put Lesnar. Six. Lesnar is just an anomaly of an athlete. Ridiculous. What he's yeah. gotten away with. A lot. His career, though. His career will go down in the fucking the rock. books. The Rock. Cena. Oh, we did Cena. Cena. Bruno was a bigger star than him. And a lot of these people I, I mean, that's naming, not even close. A lot of people you're naming are not necessarily better in ring. Macho There's not many better in ring, Macho but Macho they drew more Macho money. Macho Man. Macho definitely drew more money. For that matter, Piper drew more money than him. Warrior. Ten. Yeah, okay. That's so eleven. What's your point? That's Shawn Michaels. There's that. How many guys do I have to name? You're not that fucking good. And I'm sorry. Get a character. I don't know if you can say that. But see, that's the problem because you're defending it like he's I'm not de defending it. But you say I can't say that. He's no, the eleventh no, best you, you wrestler. Said, you said you're not that fucking good. I don't know. Well, you know who he is better than Triple H. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats. Cut the promo, too. No, that I will not give you at all. I'd rather take Hunter Helmsley scowling at me for 20 minutes with Stephanie in the back looking like an evil scientist just, yeah, yeah. Someone said Stephanie McMahon's face looks like the white woman who said gracias to the waitress at a Mexican restaurant. Damn, right <laughs> on the is. money. <laughs> but no, I will take Triple H's 20-minute scowling over fucking, well, you know, I beat him because I'm better than him. Because I'm the best in the world. The Drew McIntyre. I don't fucking know what he. I can't do any of these fucking Canadians. God damn it. Canadians a tough accent. But all right, man. So that that closes out shooting with the hitman until next week. Fucking poteen pussy. I hate him. Next up, we got my favorite game. We got luck of the draw, gentlemen. And we've had some interesting cards these past couple weeks. Oh, they were interesting. What do we got this week? Let's see. Let's see who we're going with first. Who wants one first? You just tell me. I'll throw it at you. I'll pass it. Give me one. Give me, give me, give me, give me. 
I didn't look, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Reason why we call it luck of the draws, because depending on the cards, this could be a really shitty segment. I should probably go first. I don't think mine is all that interesting. Okay. Go ahead. I'll go second. You guys have something that's worth it. I got anything I, worth this shit. I you got, you got the one. big one? Oh, no, right. I don't have a good one, but. I got it. Nah. So I don't mean to disparage these two individuals, but my card is the Prime Time Players. And I'll read very quickly. In early two. Hoo, 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 hoo. That was his thing. You good? Yeah, I was doing Tyson. Right I was no. doing Tyson O'Neill's thing. In early 2015, Darren Young returned to WWE after being injured for several months in his first match back WWE during the February 15th edition of Raw. Young found himself against the Ascension mm-hmm. with a hapless partner by his Damn. side. Before the match could officially start, Connor Victor ambushed Young and his teammate. Titus O'Neil, however, rushed to the ring to stop his one-time partners from destruction. One week later, the primetime players officially reunited in a shocking moment, handed the Ascension their first defeat. When Young pinned Victor, I remember. So, I remember that actually. I do too. Primetime players were over for like they two months. They were, but they didn't. Use, they never gave them. They they got the belts, but I, I, I think, think they, they got them once, up, but, but it was yeah, useless. It was, yeah. Well, Titus O'Neil is a fucking gem of a human. Yeah. Uh, Darren Young seemed like a nice guy. Came out as gay. Got a little buzz from that. I think they tried to do something with him. I don't know if he ever quite got. They over. gave him Bob Backlund. You remember that? Yeah, they did. And, and then it just else, didn't remember? work out. No, it was just Backlund, I think. I, you, maybe I'm wrong, but... That's I, a weird one. I remember Backlund. We said we're going to make Darren great again. Didn't Titus try to become like a manager for a while? Yes. Yeah. He was supposed to be Titus Worldwide. He tried to manage Apollo yeah. and Dana Brooke. And who was the guy that got fired? Oh, Abraham. Abraham Washington? Oh, yeah. he came and went real he quick. He said something about Kobe. Oh, yeah, he, they were in Denver, and he said some shit about uh, getting Kobe. out of the hotel room faster than Kobe. Or yeah. Some shit. Crazy. But yeah, I mean, Titus O'Neil, man, he had that funny moment in Saudi Arabia, I think, when he tripped and fell through the ring. How fun? How hard do you think but Vince chuckled at oh, that? Oh, he was probably dying. That's so Because he disappeared under the ring. Yes. He disappeared. He's like the Wicked Witch of the West. They were a good tag team, though. They were a good tag team. They did some cool shit. You know, didn't reach the heights that probably they could have or maybe even should have. But, yeah, I'm a fan of the primetime players. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right, I guess. You want to go? I'll go. It doesn't matter. I'll go next. All right. So, we talked about Cena laying down to Brock, basically, and taking that ass whooping a couple weeks ago. I think that was one of my cards. Now, ironically enough, I've gotten the rematch with Cena. Did he beat him, man? Hold on one sec. No, not in the, he didn't beat him in the rematch. He did not beat him in the rematch, but he faced him what at rematch? Night of Champions. Oh, the night after um, after SummerSlam. Yep. The night after, yeah. Not the next pay-per-view. Rock beat him again, but it was Cena a, fuck, had him it was in a the, fuck finish. You got it. Cena had him in the STF, and Rollins interfered, causing a DQ and snuffing Cena's chance at redemption. Cena wasn't jobbing twice in a row in that fashion. Yeah, I had to do something funky. But look, I, I just think of the other moment with this. I mean, how else could you have booked this? You couldn't have Cena lose again. Nah. Well, Cena beat him, Brock, when he first came back at right. the Extreme Rules. Right. They were building this for a few years. There was some long-term Cena's booking a, there. Cena's a big fan of Brock. Cena said once that Brock is going to go down as the greatest performer in WWE history. Cena said that. I agree with him. Look so at Brock. Cena, Cena must have a lot of respect for him. I mean... Brock has been yeah. a beneficiary as well. Let's be honest. How many bad Brock Lesnar feuds has it been? He's a beneficiary of perfect booking. Throughout his entire career. Yeah, almost. Just about. I mean, uh, I don't he, think he, he should have jobbed to Cena on the way in the door. He certainly shouldn't have jobbed that 
fucking oh, old dude. corporate fuck. With the crew cut. That mania with the crew cut. Because he, he had to win the first match with the crew cut. Don't think that wasn't the whole thing. He shouldn't and have lost the scene on the return match. That was bad. And the loss People were pissed the, about that when it, was, it happened, too. They hit him with the chain. Yeah, that was yeah, good. It was unnecessary. That match didn't feel like That was the last match, match that had that blood, felt. I felt like. That match felt a little out there. Oh, Orton's like, match. Oh, when he split Randy Orton's yeah. grape with his elbow. Holy Brock, Brock's shit. Brock's matches feel different than any other real match. They feel like fights. To an extent. They feel big time. They could end in a second. They could end in a half hour. We just don't know. Well, you just don't look at the Goldberg one. I mean... Yeah, you know. know an example of him getting chicken shit, uh, chicken salad, uh, chicken shit. Look at that fatal four way when it was at SummerSlam. It was him, it was Braun Strowman, it was Samoa Joe, it was one other guy in there. I can't fucking remember. It was another Haas. Kane. I remember there was a triple threat with no. Him, that Braun was Kane Strowman Braun. And Kane. That that I was a different him one. Doing a fatal four-way. It was a fatal four way at SummerSlam. They took him out of the match because Braun put him through three announce tables, and then he came out uh, yeah, he always that selling the gimmick. Well, he's not gonna do forty. He's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> He fucking shows up to the event at 9 o'clock. He goes on at 9.15. He puts his shorts on. He throws the oil on himself, and that's it. Yeah, he's out the door. But well, I got I got a good card, I, I would say. I remember this match well. Uh, it's when Orton beat Rollins at Mania 31. Did with, you do that big spot where he went to Curtis? The, yeah. the, the greatest. And I don't care about the seven born one. Seven born one's better. No way. Uh, I'll read the back. With months of pent-up frustration on his side... The Viper, Randy Orton, went into WrestleMania ready to tear Seth Rollins limb from limb. Only one problem. The Architect was up to the task, ready for his first one-on-one match at the Showcase of the Immortals. The Architect. The two superstars, already very familiar with one another, took each other to the limit, kicking out of finishing moves and pulling out everything in their arsenals to try to best the other. Finally, in a spectacular moment, Orton reversed the curb stomp attempt by launching Rollins into an RKO for the victory and vindication. I will tell you the only reason that it is better than the Shooting Star Press. The Shooting Star Press I kind of saw coming once he got up there. That RK... I got to tell you, we knew this. I knew that finish going into it. The curb stomp into absolutely. the RKO? Absolutely. The internet knew. We knew that was coming. I had no the, the fucking idea. The Shooting Star Press, nobody knew. He hadn't done it yet. He hadn't done shit like that. Evan Bourne, that was his finish. Yeah, but you know, oh, you're saying that was catching the first him. out yeah. of nowhere. That was the first really. No, it was the nowhere. second when Christian caught it on the steps. Oh god, man, no, no, I no, love no, it. that was on the steps. It was the cave, man. I was the the SmackDown match, asshole. When he jumped off the rope, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't right. Like a dick, like it was his fault. He booked it. It was bad booking. But uh, the Rollins one, uh, they they did that move to perfection. I, I remember when I saw that, I turned, I think I was watching my brother, I turned to him and said, that is the fucking most insane shit I've ever seen. Because the timing is incredible. Timing has to be perfect. I, which is why someone like Jim Ross might just say, Randy Orton's the best professional wrestler in the business today. Bingo. He's not fucking up finishes, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was... Uh, it I was think good. I've only legitimately... They tried, they tried that on the spot. They tried it during like, rehearsals and they couldn't really get it. And then they said, fuck it, we're going to go out there and do it. And they did it. And then that, this is even more monumental because Rollins lost, was money in the bank, and came back and cashed it that night. Yeah. You cashed it on my boy Brock. Yeah. Hey, that was a significant cash in. That was the last time one really fucking shocked you, huh? Yeah, that was a good ending to a mania. And but that was Sting's mania, too. That was Sting's mania. But like, so, what's interesting, you said you have to have perfect timing. I don't remember. I can remember, I think, the last time I seen Orton botch an RKO that I could actually like vividly remember. Like 2004, when he went to hit one on Jericho when he had him in the walls, missed, ran back, and yep. did it again. That's the last one I can remember him fucking up that I said, damn, he really missed that one. Yeah. 
They even made fun of him once when Styles went to hit him with a phenomenal forearm. He dropped like he was going to do it and then popped back up and hit him with it yeah, anyway. Yeah, they play that now. Christian did a bunch with him. Ah, oh, I loved right? it. They did the cage match. Christian was climbing up the cage, and then he faked it, and Norton went for it. Then Christian looked at him and kept climbing up, and then he fucking got RKO'd anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good feud. You got some good matches out of all You got Christian. some great ones out of them, yeah. You really show a Christian's true potential. Job it. Yeah, two-time champion. Oh, God. Well, Frankie, what's the time we're at? We're at an hour and 15. It's going light today, baby. All righty. We'll let the people off early. This has been... This Rings isn't fucking radio. school. Stop working them. You're going to let them off early. What, the bell going to ring? <laughs> fucking guy. Now I'm going to sign us off like happy, an adult. Happy Memorial Day. I said I was going to sign... Man, well, fuck said- this show. Fuck this show. It's going to be your fucking Memorial Day. You keep fucking with me, kayfabes. Ladies and gentlemen, at Ring Crew Radio on Twitter, at High Flyer RCR, at Nikki Kayfabe RCR, and at PJ Stack RCR. We thank you for tuning in once again to Ring Crew Radio. And happy Memorial Day. Get fucked up. <laughs>